Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to another episode of the Inspired in Berlin podcast. In the last episode I talked about reflection and how to use some simple questions to turn your reflections into something you can move forward from. Last week I was speaking to a friend who had been considering starting a vlog, a video blog of his exploits in game design, but hadn't started yet. And it got me thinking about how do we go from intention to action? If you look at the world, it's quite obvious that almost all of us are always moving and changing. However, most of our movement is on autopilot. Now we know that our mind-body likes shortcuts. When something is new, it takes a lot of repetition and reinforcement and conscious effort to accomplish. But soon the pattern is recognized and integrated and we start doing it out of habit. So into the autopilot bin it goes. Just think about typing out your password on your computer or tying your shoelaces or the experience of driving. The first few times it took conscious effort as if you were narrating to yourself what you were doing until you come to a point where you can hold a conversation while driving, tying, tying your shoelaces or typing in your password. But every once in a while something triggers in us the need to do something different, to learn something new, to change in some form. These changes could be anything from having to learn something new to changing something fundamental or important in your life. The New Year is one such occasion. Many of us go through the annual ritual of reflecting on the past year and making resolutions for the New Year. Getting into shape, finally learning to play a musical instrument, starting a podcast, learning a new language. A lot of these intentions boil down to becoming a better or more capable person in some way. New Year's resolutions might be the cliche you're done with, but the underlying idea, the wish to change, is beautiful because it is an expression of life and the desire to manifest your will and to express your being in a way that you haven't yet expressed and in some way to remake the world as you see fit. For quite some time now, I've been very interested in the question of how people transform. Here's what I've come up with. What starts as a subconscious feeling to change becomes a thought, an intention, and given enough time and effort manifests itself as a visible, tangible transformation. Every change in some way is an act of recasting yourself into someone you were not before. Something new is added to who you are sometimes at the expense of something that ran its course and need not be a part of your life anymore. But the path from intention to tangible change is rarely straightforward. Countless New Year's resolutions never even get the first bit of real-life action. Some start and fizzle out and others give way to changed circumstances and new ideas and goals. But some do go through the process and not only see the light of the day but truly change you as a person. One of the most fascinating things I see between those who make it and those who don't is that gap between thought and action. A lot of us fall into the trap of becoming before doing. What do I mean by that? Consider this. Do you become the person who keeps their house clean and then start cleaning your house? Or do you start cleaning up and over time become the person who keeps their house clean? Or to take an obvious but no less important example, can you become the person who can speak Spanish first and then start to learn the language? 
or do you start learning Spanish and over time become someone who can speak it fluently? The first case is the case of people who struggle with action because the underlying mental model asserts that you must first become that person and then you will just do it naturally. But since you are not that person yet, the gap seems insurmountable. And this often stays within this loop of doing the same old while wishing for the new different. The second case is the case of most real transformations. You actually start doing what you want to do, no matter how uninteresting, difficult, and not so pleasant the first steps might be. And not let your initial lack of competence stop you and thereby eventually becoming a new person with that new habit or ability. Doing is what gets, gets things done, not just thinking. I don't want to understand the, the act of thinking and planning, and it is necessary to some extent. But at some point, you must draw a line in the sand and shift from thinking to acting. If you know someone who overthinks things, you know what I'm talking about. The reason getting started is so important is that any system resists change and we the people are systems that learn and repeat patterns. And even though exploration and seeking novelty is what makes life interesting, our biological default seems to be to avoid pain. On a mental level, the pain is the fear of the unknown. What if I fuck it up? What if I fail? What kind of friends will I have? What if no one likes me? Will my bosses and colleagues still like me? What if I do not get the new job that I want? You get the point. These are great questions, but questions that can often leave us paralyzed. Try to answer those questions. You will find the answers to be at least revealing, if not liberating. Is it that what you are intending to change really that dangerous? You can answer these questions from a couple of perspectives, which come down to cost and benefit. My way of dealing with cost and benefit is to first address the risks. So let's get the cost question out of the way first. What will this desired change of yours cost you? Now, now that I'm starting this podcast, it comes at a certain cost. For me, it's the time I spend on formulating ideas, writing them down, reviewing them, recording and publishing them. So there is a time cost, which is true of any endeavor. And in this case, there's also a financial cost to it. The inspiredinberlin.com website is hosted on a platform that costs me about 200 euro per year. And soon I'll be using another platform to record guest podcasts, which will cost me another 200 euro per year. Add a couple of other smaller costs and it'll come to around 500 per year if I keep it simple. Let's put this financial cost into perspective. 500 euro is roughly the same as the cost of going out to dinner with a couple of friends twice a month. For me, this doesn't sound too bad. In the case of my friend, this turns out to be even easier. He wants to do his video log on YouTube and starting a YouTube channel doesn't cost anything. If you're starting a business or doing something that has a higher financial cost, this is an important question. Do you have dependents or other obligations that will suffer if you allocate your money to this new thing you are about to do? Once you put it into perspective, and it still sounds reasonable, you have your first green light. Everything is okay in terms of your social obligations and financial commitments 
you can go ahead. Then comes the question of impact. Will it hurt someone? Is there anything or anyone who may suffer as a result of your endeavor? Most of the time the answer will be no. It may be that if you are starting a new activity you might have to take some time from something or someone else. Again, put it into perspective and see if you can manage that time. And most of us have way more time than we think we do. But that's a topic for another episode. If you can manage the time and it won't hurt anyone, we move on to the next question. How easily can you drop it? This is the get out of jail free card. Let's suppose that for whatever reason this wish of yours doesn't quite work out or life circumstances demand your energy elsewhere, can you easily drop it? For most things in life, the answer is yes. Now we have addressed the main risks, cost, potential harm and optionality. And I dare say if you want it, there's no reason not to try. But just to reiterate and strengthen your resolve, let's talk about the benefits. The question is, how will it benefit me? Even though the whole reason you're doing something is because at least subconsciously you believe that it is worth doing, that there is a benefit, it is still worth noting it down. Let's take the example of getting fitter. A healthier body makes for higher resilience to stress. Learning a new language or instrument or any other skill is good for mental health. A cleaner home makes for nicer living conditions and pleasing to friends and guests and something to be proud of. In my case, this podcast gives me an opportunity to share my mind screen with you and learn from the guests we will have on the show. And I'm already getting a lot of feedback, which in some way makes me a better person. In the case of my friend, he will get to share his work and get plenty of feedback and might even find some collaborators. So there's a lot of benefit to be had. At the same time, whatever you do, even if it is something very personal, you also have an impact on others. So let's also ask, how will it benefit others? Let's suppose your intention is to pick up some healthy hobby, a sport or meditation or getting coaching. On the surface, it may seem that the benefit is only to yourself alone, but look closer. A healthier you is a better person to have around a colleague that is less prone to stress and thereby able to make better decisions, becoming a better partner, a friend you can potentially rely on. By becoming healthier, you might inspire others around you to do the same. If it is through a communal activity, you will make new friends and increase your social support system and be part of someone else's. This podcast benefits me on a personal level, but some ideas expressed here will benefit some of you as well. There will be episodes where everything resonates with you, and there will probably be episodes where there's only one sentence of interest to you. As little as that may sound, it is a benefit I would love to share. So far, so good. But stick with me and let's ask a couple more questions. Is there anything else of similar cost and benefit that you could be doing that you will enjoy more? This question is handy when you're having a hard time making a choice between equally good things. Pick the one that interests and challenges you more and for which you can genuinely say that you will enjoy it more. The joy of doing something you like is one of the greatest motivators. And again, a more joyful you is a great gift to yourself and those around you.
So a bit of reflection and motivation is needed, but rather than focusing on, I must do this, more importantly, we want to focus on, I want this, and here is the benefit to myself and others. Because when things don't go as planned, this line of thinking will keep you going for a bit more and get over the slump. I didn't talk much about the reason to do anything, because I assume that if you want something, you must have good enough reasons. But just to touch on this aspect, if you find yourself doubting whether something is worth the trouble, check if it aligns with your values. After that, it's a matter of reinforcement. That reinforcement comes from the act of starting and getting on with it. And it also comes from many sources outside of you. The reaction and feedback of supportive people around you, your friends, teachers, coaches, collaborators, and conscious celebration of the small steps and achievements along the way. Lack of support structures is one of the biggest reasons we leave things undone. Human beings are relational beings. Everything we do creates an impact around us. The fear of negative impact is what often keeps us from trying new things. So make sure that there are people around you who can remind you of your reasons for embarking on this new adventure and who will continue to encourage and support you when the going gets tough. So what about getting started and following through? For now, just figure out the first smallest step you can take and when you will take it. The smaller, the better. For example, if it is a new language you want to learn, just pull up the first Spanish for Beginners video lesson on YouTube and watch it. Probably will take you five to 10 minutes. Some of us will spend a lot of time figuring out whether to use Duolingo or Babbel or find a private tutor. You can do that, but maybe do it as the second or the third step. Back to change and everything it entails. The reason I say that change and the will to change is beautiful is because change forces you to be aware. It's like taking a walk in a new neighborhood. The sights, the smells, the people, the sounds are all much more vivid than they are in your own town or neighborhood. So going through change is actually like living with a little more awareness. And that added bit of awareness is what makes life beautiful because you feel more. And every second that you live in awareness is worth a thousand on autopilot. Change is how you show the world that you are alive and the world needs you alive and kicking with all of who you are. I leave you today with these words by Jordan Peterson. Consciousness is that which faces the mystery of potential and transforms it into actuality. We do that with every choice we make. Our choices determine the destiny of the world. By making a choice, you alter the structure of reality. Thank you and have a beautiful year. This episode is made possible by our friends at EpicWorks.com. Epic is a collaboration software for teams and individuals. It is designed to foster focus, clarity, and collaboration. Check it out at EpicWorks.com. That is E-P-E-K-W-O-R-K-S, EpicWorks.com. If you like this episode, please follow the podcast and share it with your friends. For feedback and more about Inspired in Berlin, head over to inspiredinberlin.com. Thank you for your time, and I wish you a beautiful day.